Trump is getting great news from Asia. The news media wants your retirement to go away just uh, to get rid of Trump. There are a couple really dumb stories that the twisted news media is pushing and people are actually making fun of them now. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Monday! Oh, and it's been a great weekend. This is going to be like a two-part podcast because I don't feel like dealing with the what I what happened yesterday and it wasn't news, it was more me. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. It'll be a shorter podcast, but I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Well, it looks like China finally blinked uh, on this trade war thing. On Friday, tri- Trump applied another uh, round of tariffs on China. China responded by applying another round of tariffs on the United States. Well, unfortunately, uh, we spend uh, $500 billion on Chinese goods, and China spends $100 billion on our goods. So you can see that our tariffs have killed them more than their tariffs have killed us. Uh, Well, sort of. Uh, The Chinese economy did not take the tariff war very well, the trade war very well. The current, the Chinese currency right now, the yuan, which is Y U A N, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, has crashed. It's now the weakest it's been since 2008. China's equity market fell by three percent. Their GDP is taking it in the butt. A lot of these issues not only involve the trade war. Hong Kong isn't Hong Kong, which I think could be one of our biggest allies. They're not cooperating either. So Hong Kong, the biggest trade partner with China besides the United States, apparently is really hurting their economy. So everything pretty much is tanking with China. In response, the China, China's uh, leading trade negotiator, negotiator, Chinese Vice Premier Liu He, said he would start negotiations with the United States. President Trump, in a Twitter post this morning, uh, continued to hammer away at China and let's let's stating quote our country has lost stupidity trillions of dollars with China over many years they have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year and they want to continue I won't let that happen exclamation point it means it's important we don't need China and frankly would be far better off without them. Okay. The vast amounts of money made and stolen from China from the United States year after year for decades will and must stop. Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing, I don't know what else, I I didn't add the other part of it. Uh, tr- basically, what Trump is doing in his tweet is doubling down on China. He's telling them that not only will the war continue, and not only will he ratchet up that war, but he will put pressure on American companies to stop dealing with China or suffer consequences. And the consequences have to be from the tariffs, because the reality is order you language is not constitutional. You can't really order anyone to do anything. We do have a capitalist society. We are a free market. He does know this. China can't win this war is essentially what this comes down to. Their economy is not strong enough and they depend on this country. They have no innovation. 
Everything they innovate is stolen from the United States, which is why the intellectual property theft by China is really, really important. At this moment, China is actually trying to implement their own 5G network, something that we've been working on for the longest time. That's the bad news. What the good news is, China can't implement it. They just don't have the technology and they haven't stolen all our technology. Right now, for 5G networks, we have private industry paying to make this work. That includes Verizon, AT&T, some say um, T-Mobile and all those other, Sprint. All those companies are actually working on 5G networks. This is the beauty of a free market system that China doesn't have. In, in China, the 5G network is being developed by, guess what, the government. The government sucks at everything. Our government sucks at everything. Their government sucks at everything. They're going to fail. And I think they're beginning to know it. They're stealing hundreds of millions of dollars of technology from us. They implemented half-ass, just like the Soviet Union when they stole our uh, nuclear technology. They implemented it, but half-assed. And that's why you've had two major nuclear accidents in the last 50 years. So they can't do it. They steal hundreds of million dollars of pop property. They enslave and, or kill their citizens or both. Not unlike what the Soviet Union did last century. They restrict speech of their citizens. And they openly monitor their citizens. This is going to be something we're going to have to talk about eventually. Because they seem to be op open, openly monitoring their citizens based off Google technology. That's kind of scary. We can't seem to get Google to cooperate with the United States at all. Yet they have no problem walking over to China, who is a, t a tyrannical government, and working with them. Ugh. This is where this, this is what it comes down to. China is not a business partner. They are an adversary. They want to dominate us. They want to dominate the world. President Trump needs to tell the American people this and justify the pain that we might go through in the future. Trump needs to stop painting these rosy pictures of the economy every time he raises tariffs. Tariffs, as I've said in previous podcasts, just a tax on the American people. We're going to end up paying that. And the government is basically just taxing us. So stop, say that. I don't think there's not been one president in the last 30 years that had the guts to stand up to China. Not one. Republican or Democrat. He's doing something that needed to be done and it needed to be done a long time ago and that should be celebrated and he should say that and he should tell people that. He should tell people that this is going to suck because 99% of our people don't know the, how the economy works, don't know what a tariff is. I bet you could ask 10 people on the street what a tariff is. They're going to look at you like, I don't know. They'll probably say a tax and they'll, be, they'll probably be right. So Trump needs to be honest with the people. Now, the good news is the people that understand the economy, for example, the group that's getting affected by the tariffs the most is agriculture. All right. They understand this for the most part. They understand that we have to do this because it could be a lot better for us. So that's great news. Uh, we need some... We need some 
real effort on our president to tell us what's going to end up happening so that a year from now, if it's this tariff war is still going, I don't think it will be. I got a feeling it's going to be October, November before this tariff war ends because I don't think China can survive with us. They just don't have the economy we do. But if it does last for a year, we need to deal with this and the people need to know, okay, you're going to be suffering and this is why. And the fact of the matter is that Trump is bitching at the feds about lowering the, uh, lowering the percentage rate, the uh, uh, whatever they call it, the, uh, yeah, the percentage rate, the loan percentage rate, is a sign that he knows we could be in trouble soon. So he needs to seriously just tell the people the truth. But that was that was good news, but here's some great news. Trump announced that the U.S. and, China and Japan have come to a trade agreement that would allow the United States to export agriculture and meat. The main commodities are from uh, pork and corn. Japan already imports 25% of the United States pork market to their country. This is awesome. The deal has been agreed upon and will be signed in tomorrow. Though the deal will leave existing tariffs on Japan, don't forget, we did put tariffs on Japan because they would not negotiate with us. Uh, and we have existing tariffs on electronics and big ticket items like cars. That's not going to change. Those tariffs are still going to be there, but there will be a hold on placing tariffs on new cars. So next year, when Japan releases their new uh, line, there won't be tariffs on that. And that is outstanding. Now, the media is not going to talk about this. They're only going to talk about, they're not going to talk about any of this because all of this is good news. China wants to deal with the United States and Japan has already lifted tariffs on us and has opened up trade with them. That's absolutely great. This is a big win, especially for the agriculture industry, which is already suffering under the Chinese tariffs. So I think uh, Trump really needs to push this. He really needs to talk about it when he gets off the plane tomorrow evening from uh, the, the uh, uh, summit, the G7 summit. He needs to talk about this. He really needs to push it. The media is just miserable with the guy. They never talk about any of this. And he needs to push it. And maybe he needs to hold a rally later on this week or early next week and bring that up. Now, that being said, the media was just giving him nothing but garbage while he was over. I guess it was in France it was being held. Nothing but garbage. And <laughs> it did not stop. So let's talk about some of the things that the news media was giving Trump garbage about. The recession in the last week and a half has been a real big subject with the uh, news media. We have not been in a recession since about two, since 2008, between 2007 and 2009. Everyone's saying it's about 2008. Uh, this country goes through a recession every about 9 to 12 years. And you know what? We're kind of due for one. It's been since 2008. It's 2019 going on 2020. So we're looking at about 12 years. Combine that with the instability of Asia and the Middle East. This is a real possibility. But the recession, I personally believe, is going to be 
quite different than the one we had in 2008. As we talked about China, as we talked about, China is struggling economically, and a lot of Europe is beginning to go through an economic downturn. That includes Germany. Uh, countries like Greece, Spain, Portugal, France have been really suffering. England has, the Great Britain has been suffering, which is part of the reason they want to get out of the EU. So when you talk about economy, the economy is not about a local thing anymore. It's really global. So the United States suffers, everyone suffers. If everyone's suffering, the United States suffer. It's really come about that way. And it's been like that for about 20, 30 years. Uh, the United States is better equipped than anyone else in the world to actually handle a reception. A recession, excuse me. We have uh, we self-supporting when it comes to uh, fossil fuels. Our economy is booming. We've got very low unemployment, but we also have some other things that are going wrong. Uh, we have uh, in inverted uh, bond yield, which is not good. But Germany's already got that, so you can tell right off the bat that's already there. Um, we also, our jobs predictions from last year was found to be 500,000 short of what was initially stated. So instead of making 800, 8 million people were employed last year, it's actually 7.5 million. So that's a little bit lower. But I don't think the recession is going to be as bad as it was in 2008. We had a lot of problems in 2008. Don't forget, we had a corrupt banking system that was giving out uh, home loans to people who couldn't pay them off. This created an upside-down real estate market, and people were getting rid of their homes, which the United States ended up having to pay off, and so that hurt us. Um, we were in the middle of two wars that was costing us trillions of dollars, and when those wars ended, people lost a lot of work. I did. I was an example of that. I actually worked for a defense contractor. I lost my job in about 2000. I lost my job in 2010, 2011. No, it was 2012 because the war had ended and suddenly my usefulness in our company, which was making a billion dollars a year, suddenly we had to shut down. Um, so, yes, we're probably heading towards a bit of a recession. Probably not going to be as bad as people make it. But here's what's really disturbing. It's not that we're going to go into a recession. Why does the left want us to lose all our retirement benefits and wealth? Because a recession will be unpopular and Trump won't be able to win an election in 2020. <laughs> Excuse me. If we end up in a recession. Um, the two people that really stood out with this stuff were Bill Maher and MSNBC. Uh, Bill Maher actually said that when Trump was first elected, that the best thing that could happen to the United States to get rid of Trump was to have a recession. Now, I personally like Bill Maher, not because I believe in anything he says, but he's honest. He, he's, he's not BS when it comes to that stuff. He will tell you he's a leftist, a far leftist. He hates the United States. He hates everything about it. And he'll be the first one that hopes the United States hurts as long as it follows his narrative. But then you have news media sources, like in the following clip, like MSNBC, that's basically saying the same thing. And if you listen to CNN, they're really pushing for a recession. 
So come on, let's listen to this. Uh, this is from Bill Maher, and then followed is a track by MSNBC, and this is courtesy of Fox News. I've been saying for about two years that I hope we have a recession. A recession would be very worth getting rid of Donald Trump and these kind of policies. Seeing that we have been in economic expansion for the better part of 10 years, it's about time we get a recession. So when the yeah. president says this is the best economy ever, it's not. And if we did face a recession, it would be normal and it would be okay. First off, we've had economic expansion for the last two years. There hasn't been economic expansion under the uh, Obama administration. It was so small, it was almost considered irrelevant. To sit there and say that and hope for a recession just because you want to get rid of President Trump is disgusting. Because I remember when the economy was not going up fast enough under Barack Obama, when we were at less than 1% GDP growth and our uh, jobs numbers were just minuscule, no one said anything like that. Uh, these elites hate Trump so much, they want the economy to tank. That will cost us little people, our jobs and our retirement. But hey, that doesn't matter, because at least Trump will be out of office if they have their way. I like, again, I like Bill Maher. I, I like him because he tells the truth. I think he's wrong on just about everything. I can't think of anything he's not wrong on. But he's honest. I'll give him that. He really doesn't care about the little people. At least he admits that. By the way, Bill Maher twice has said that. This wasn't the first even time he said that. He said once he said it this week and he said it uh, about... Oh, a year and a half ago when Trump actually got elected. It's the same reason I don't mind that MSNBC, which was the second part of the clip, says that. Uh, they're not like CNN and act like they're unbiased journalists. They are biased. They lean left. They admit it. It's not a big secret. Uh, so I don't really care that they want recession. They want a recession to get Trump out. I expect that from them. So not that big a deal from them. And they're ins them insulting and them not caring about the little people. We already kind of knew that. It's the other people I can't stand. AOC cost her district 20,000 jobs. Something that would have helped their economy in her district by creating jobs and pumping money into the economy. She hates capitalism. That's why she did it. Bernie Sanders said that bread lines in Cuba was a good thing, and it sh shows the compassion of socialists. That's because he hates capitalism and thinks nothing about the quality of life for the little people. Because Bernie Sanders is never going to be in a breadline if he becomes the president of the United States. Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris want to take away the insurance of about 150 million people and replace it with some crappy public plan even though nobody wants that who has their insurance through their work. Why? Because they don't care about what you want and think, and they think they know what you need better than you do. They don't tell you that. They come back with some nonsensical math that must have been calculated on a 5,000-year-old abacus that's probably missing several beads 
They come up with numbers that make absolutely no sense. They don't care about people and what they want because it's about the collective. This is what socialism is about. It's about the collective as a whole and not about the individual. Well, I can tell you what. The guy who's sleeping in the street with a, with a half gallon of heroin pumped in his arms is not me. And I don't want to be grouped up with that individual. These people just... I, I just want some respect. Have respect as me as an individual. Don't freaking just group everybody who makes less than a million dollars a year and say, I know what you need. Because they're lying to you. Again, at least Bill Maher was honest. But now, let's go into something. <laughs> let's go into the funny stories of the day because there were a few of them. Um, the news media is so lost and so confused. I would almost feel... No, that's a lie. I'd never feel bad for him. I mean, it's just kind of like, oh my God, you guys are so struggling and it's not working. On CNN's Reliable Resource uh, with Brian Stelzer, he brought up brought on a psychiatrist. And this guy said, there is no difference between Trump, Stalin, Hitler, and Mao when it comes to sanity. He also said that calling Trump crazy is an insult to crazy people who might be good people, but crazy. Just listen to this hot garbage. It's so funny. Well, I think that medicalizing politics has three very dire consequences. Hmm. The, the first is that it stigmatizes the mentally ill. I've known thousands of patients, almost all of them have been well-behaved, well-mannered, good people. Trump is none of these. Lumping the mentally ill with Trump is a terrible insult to the mentally ill, and they have enough problems and stigma as it is. The second issue is that calling Trump crazy hides the fact that we're crazy for having elected him, and even crazier for allowing his crazy policies to persist. Trump is as destructive a person in this century as Hitler, Stalin, and Mao were in the last century. He may be responsible for many more million deaths than they were. He needs to be contained, but he needs to be contained by attacking his policies, not his person. It's crazy for us to be destroying the climate our children will live in. It's crazy to be giving tax cuts to the rich that will add trillions of dollars to the debt our children will have to pay. It's crazy to be destroying our democracy by claiming that the press and the courts are the enemy of the people. We have to face these policies, not Trump's person. Now, it's absolutely impossible. You can bet the House that the Congress, that Pence, that the Cabinet will never, ever remove Trump on grounds of mental unfitness. That will never happen. Discussing the issue in psychological name-calling terms distracts us from getting out the vote. Where the stars and stripes and the eagle flies. There is a lot to unpack here. I know because I, I let the clip go for over a minute, over two minutes, three minutes. But I, I thought you need to you need to hear this idiot. There's just no way of getting around it. 
First off, the first thing is he sits back and says, you should attack the man on his policies and not his personality, yet he spent half his diatribe attacking him personally. I Just more hypocrisy. The second problem with this is that there was nothing psychologically wrong with Trump. This guy did not like his policy. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to like his policy. But you can't sit back and bitch about his mental acuity if you're going to attack his policy. His policy is nothing to do with his mental, his mental well-being. Third, I'm not really sure if what this guy did was legal. There was a there was a situation a long time ago. I believe it was with Nixon. Yeah, it was Barry Goldwater. It was with Nixon, and basically you had a bunch of psychiatrists and psychologists who made a psychological profile of Barry Goldwater without actually interviewing Barry Goldwater. The last I heard, that was illegal. You couldn't do that. This guy might have just either A, broken the law, or B, is not a psychologist, not psychologist or psychiatrist, and not subject to the law. Okay, I had to wait a few minutes because we were actually uh, uh, cutting the grass outside, so I'm sure you heard that thing outside. So, like I said, the psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever he was, you've got to really question him. He's probably should lose his license based off the Barry Goldwater rule that psychology actually made up. So there's your review. Uh, here's the other thing that really bothered me about this whole thing was Brian Steltzer. Uh, did you did he think maybe for a second he should push back a little bit and say, okay, you know something, you're talking about the president as if he's insane, which is fine, but you're talking about his insanity being his policies, which is not insanity, it's just a difference in opinion of policy. So could you give us some clinical advice on his sanity? They And he didn't. He never pushed back on this. And that's the problem with CNN. That's the problem with what Trump calls fake news. I hate fake news. It's just not news. It's opinion radio. I would rather him call it opinion radio. It's crap. But that's the problem with CNN. They journalism all over us. So much journalisming. And yes, I'm stealing that from Ben Shapiro. Stelter was asked to apologize later on. And he would not. He didn't. He didn't say anything. He actually... No, I take it back. At first, CNN said, no, Brian Stelter doesn't have to apologize. He's being a an independent journalist, whatever that means. A journalist that doesn't ask questions is not a journalist. That's a, that's a guy who's caretaking a narrative. All right? Eventually, Brian Stelter feeling the pressure, decided to sit there and say, listen, he was having problems with his hearing devices, and so he didn't actually pick up everything that this character, Francis, had actually said. Dr. Francis, and I use that term loosely. 
Here's the problem. Dr. Francis was talking for three and a half minutes. I'm not exactly sure when his earpiece went up or why he isn't waving around and saying, I can't hear you, and why he's asking Dr. Francis questions after that. It didn't make any sense. It was insane. It was really stupid. But here, here's the thing, and this is a CNN. This isn't a Brian Stelzer thing. He's just following CNN. There's a bigger reason that Stelzer had this idiot on his show. The leftist media is fishing for a new narrative, and they can't come up with anything original. They are really struggling. They started with racism. This was before the election. Then they went to the 25th Amendment and Trump being crazy. This was right after the election, after Trump won the election. He's incompetent. He can't run. So we need to apply the 25th Amendment. That had no steam. Then came the Russia thing, which lasted for two and a half years. And all of the news, all of the leftist news media, and I use that in quotes, New York Times, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, they all pushed that narrative of Russia collusion. After two and a half years, their savior, Robert Mueller, came up with absolutely nothing. It was gone. So they decided, okay, well, we we can't think of anything else to say, so let's go back to racism. Project 1619, three weeks, for the last two weeks, we've been hearing about nothing but racist, racist, racist. Guess what? Suddenly they're not talking about that on CNN anymore. Why are they not talking about it on CNN anymore or any of the news stations? It's not hooking anymore. It's been an overused term. Racist used to be, I was called a racist. I get upset about it. Now it's just kind of like, okay, then obviously you can't win an argument with me. So I'm a racist, bigot, homophobe, Islamophobe, whatever. I don't care about any of that crap. Now they've gone back to the 25th Amendment because maybe they didn't spend enough time on it. And guess what? Stelzer, Brian Stelzer looked terrible. He looked terrible. So now they're going to have to keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. Guys, keep it up. Keep looking for your narrative. You've come up with something real. President Trump did not kill 100 million people. You can't compare him to Mao, Hitler, or Stalin. It's, it's stupid. But I got to be honest with you. This wasn't this wasn't the funniest or stupidest. And let's let's end the night with a such a dumb story. It's actually funny. So the Huffington Post decided to post an article that came from Axiom. Uh, well, it wasn't an article, it was a leaked source that picked up a little bit of steam. It didn't pick up a lot of steam, it picked up a little bit. It cited anonymous resources, uh, which really points to the story not having a lot of validity. And listening to the quotes of their anonymous resources, it makes you think, no, these were either really low-level people or they were not valid people whatsoever. I it, it was very it was some of the quotes were kind of like, "Oh my god. They actually said that?" Okay. 
The Post reported that Huffington Post, excuse me, because there's the Washington Post. So the Huffington Post reported that to shock his to the shock of Trump's cabinet, he asked why the United States wasn't dropping nuclear weapons on hurricanes before they came to the shores of the United States, disrupting the hurricane enough that maybe they would not be able to cause damage on American shores. I I read this story. I had to use it. I read it this morning. I didn't make this up. This is something that happened this morning. I read the story and I said, okay, you know something? I, I am not going to give this story very much credence. So it was so dumb, I'm not going to comment. I That's it. So I decided to let Trump's tweet comment on the story. So here it is. Quote, the story of Axi- by Axios that President Trump wanted to blow up a large tor- hurricane with nuclear weapons prior to reaching shore is ridiculous. I never said this, just more, in all caps, of course, fake, in all caps, of course, news, exclamation point. I hate when Trump tweets. This was the perfect thing to tweet about. Well, I do have to give the media credit here. I have to give the Huffington Post credit here and Axios credit here. At least this was the first anti-Trump story that was original. It's not going to carry a lot of dirt, but at least it was original. Tomorrow I'm going to have another podcast. It's going to be a short one, but it's going to be Why America is Great. And I'm going to give you a process that I did on Sunday that proves that America is great. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to my podcast on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Podcast Addict, or YouTube. And you can actually read some of this information on uh, DumbassesTalkingPolitics.com. On DumbassesTalkingPolitics.com, I have a lot of the video that I took excerpts from. I actually ripped, uh, I actually installed, I actually added all of the interviews, and I think you might find them interesting. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>